bless the Lord. It is so good to be with you. Yet another day to come and speak to you today on the subject. Let's talk. We have some folks here that I know that you want to hear from. These folks have been with our married couples for some years now. And man, if anybody can help, it should be these folks today. So let's get started with a word of prayer. Then we're going to read the scripture. And then we're going to share with you on Let's Talk. Brother Danny, would you pray for us, please? Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity to be here, dear God, and to look at matters that concern you, concern your people. We thank you for all of us that have gathered here, dear God, especially the guests. We ask that you just lead this conversation in the way that you would be pleased. And the folks that are most needful of the help that these discussions would provide, may it reach to them. And may they be willing to apply where necessary what is important to them. Have your way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Right, we're going to have Sister Sharon. She's going to read for us from Proverbs chapter 2. My son, if thou wilt receive my words and hide my commandments with thee, so that thou incline thine ear unto wisdom and apply thine heart to understanding, Yea, if thou criest after knowledge, and liftest up thy voice for understanding, if thou seekest her as silver, and searchest for her as for hid treasures, then shalt thou understand the fear of the Lord, and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord giveth wisdom, out of his mouth cometh knowledge and understanding. He layeth up sound wisdom for the righteous, he is a buckler to them that walk uprightly. He keepeth the paths of judgment, and preserveth the way of his saints. Then shalt thou understand righteousness, and judgment, and equity, yea, every good path. When wisdom entereth into thine heart, and knowledge is pleasant unto thy soul, discretion shall preserve thee, understanding shall keep thee, to deliver thee from the way of the evil man, from the man that speaketh forward things who leave the paths of uprightness to walk in the ways of darkness, who rejoice to do evil and delight in the forwardness of the wicked. Praise the Lord. There you've heard it. We're going to talk a little bit today, shed a little light on what you have heard. I'm glad to share with you that I have with me today, Brother Danny Fleming and Sister Sharon Fleming. They are the ones responsible for Couples of Promise here at the church. And I'm anxious to just sit and discuss with them today and bless your hearts from here. We trust that you will be blessed. Let's get a little introduction from Brother Danny, a little introduction from Sister Sharon. And then not forget that we have Pastor Collins here with us for a little bit today. Brother Danny. Let me just say hello to those who are under the sound of my voice and also thank Pastor Webster and Pastor Collins for the opportunity, the invitation to be part of this discussion and I look forward to what we are going to talk about. Thank you. Sister Sharon, share a little word with us. Hello everybody, it's good to be here to be a part of this discussion. Thank you for tuning in to listen to us. And we hope that whatever will be said, you would gain a blessing from it. I'm happy to be here. I've been saved from the age of nine. Grew up in a Christian home. 
and this has brought me many benefits and many blessings which I'm anxious to share with everyone listening. Amen. Pastor Colin. All right, glad to be here as well. I'm glad to be here with some new voices and some new faces as well. When it comes to the family and marriage and that area, it is extremely important. God spent much of his time laying down what will work and work well. And when it doesn't work well, it's because we didn't follow his instructions. And hopefully while going through this, his truth would come to the top. We'd be able to recognize it. And we pray as well that those involved and those who listen would get help from what we share. Praise the Lord. Here's a verse found in Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 7. It says, Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore get wisdom, and with thy getting, get understanding. When it comes to our relationship, the marriage relationship, there are some keys to this relationship that we are going to look at today. I believe the quicker we learn that our marriage companion is not perfect, cannot be perfect, and will never be perfect, the better we will live together. I often say and say again, don't try to make your companion live up to a standard that he or she can never reach after all. You are not perfect either. So our prayer should be, Father, give me the understanding. Help me to understand that my husband or wife can never be perfect. Help me not to try to force him or her into the mood that is impossible to live up to. In the name of Jesus, I pray. And those involved in Let's Talk say, Amen. Amen. Let's talk. Let me start with Brother Danny. What are some of the reasons people get married for? Why people get married? One could be looks. One could be finances, money. Definitely for most couples, it's about sex. Let's stop and talk about those three. Looks, finances, and sex. Do you believe any of those things? can really keep a marriage together. Let's start with looks. If you would have seen me younger and see me now, you wonder what it is going on. So if my wife got married to me for looks that I had then, that I don't have now, you could only imagine what's going to be like and time to come. So let's talk about looks a little bit. Let me go to Pastor Collins and let me hear what he got to say about looks and then Sister Sharon. Let me just throw in this quick joke that I heard from your wife. She said back then you were a good piece of cheese. <laughs> so you had looks. <laughs> Maybe a bad piece now. I think, of course, looks are important. And if it weren't for looks, you, would, you probably wouldn't even look at the person. But those things can change quickly. I gave an example not too long ago. You could trip and fall, groot up your face, and those pretty looks that you had all over your face, could disappear in a moment. Being attracted to someone based on their looks, it is important. You need to have that excitement. You need to be glad to look at that person. And when you look at them, it's like, wow, this one is mine. But it can't keep you. And it can't help you stay because looks will change. And if we only focus on looks, or looks are the most important thing to us, when they change, we look somewhere else for somebody who has the looks that we're looking for. And that would mess up your marriage. Just so good. Let's hear it from a lady's standpoint. I share the same sentiments Pastor Collins expressed. There must be something that causes the initial attraction, and that would have to be the looks. I don't know what else can. Some people are attracted to a person's personality in spite of how they look. But I would say that there must be an initial attraction, and that's the look. 
But Pastor Collins said that it has to go much deeper than that. You cannot base a whole lifetime on how somebody looks. Brother Dan, let me come back to you. You're the one who said that people get married because of looks. So what about the person that we may say, hey, that person don't have much of that? Beauty is in the eyes of the beholder. You got it. And you notice I started with looks because that's the first thing I agree with both my wife and Pastor Collins that it starts with look. That's the first thing that you would pick up meeting or seeing someone. So that's why I started with looks. And then it will move from there to the other two I listed. You are so right that people see someone and say, wow, boy, she looks good. I believe that she would say, as a handsome brother, I would like for him to be my husband, for she to be my wife, and then start thinking, hey, what would our children look like? And all of a sudden, they want to get married because of what children may look like. And these are real things that happen in life that we must be conscious of. But for those of you that are listening to us, while that has its place, there is a, a look on the inside that you really don't see, that inequality of a person that you would need to have in that relationship throughout the duration of the time. So looks are important to start with, but make sure we look a little deeper than that. Let's talk about finances. They get married for looks, some people get married for finances. When you say finances, I'm sure you mean they would like life to be a little bit different or better. Correct. Talk to us. It's a sense of security. Bottom line is you can't walk in a store and pick up stuff and walk out and say, thank you. You may walk straight into prison. But the truth is, it's about that sort of security and especially hopes and dreams and plans for children, the expense that comes with that. So it brings not only the security, but it brings some sort of comfort. And in some cases, there's some stability there as well. We know that the love of money is the root of all evil. <laughs> but in terms of why I want to marry this person or why couples get married, it's that knowing that at least we can make sure that the family is fed and make sure that they're able to purchase what they need most of them what they want. Okay. Let's hear from the wife. I don't have much more to add to what was said. I agree. It's a security thing when people marry because of finances. But I would maybe add that anybody who would marry because of finances is probably a selfish person. They're thinking about what they would like to get and what they would like to do and what they would like to buy and what type of house they want to live in. So that's somebody who's probably very self-centered and very materialistic. I would compare somebody with finances, similar to somebody with good looks. Uh, many people that have a lot, at times they would lose a lot, start all over again. Of course, many people get married because sometimes, I believe, let's say they grew up with lack and they see somebody else without lack and they say, you know what, if I marry that person, I would no longer have lack, which makes sense. But it's also no guarantee because just how the looks could be lost, the money could be lost, or the finances could be lost, the assets could be lost. And I would more encourage folks to try to figure out somebody that you believe that you could spend the rest of your life with. And if God allows you that time, you can together work on all those things that could secure you. Amen. Looks and money. 
You know what? Time is up on us. We will get back to you next morning on Let's Talk.